Everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 269 now of the Ron and Don Show. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, we're live from the Lechwab Studios, and don't forget, we are fun. We are fabulous. We are fantastic. We are full service. What am I talking about? It's uh, Ron and Don Real Estate, of course. And so if you want to be a part of the team, if you want to jump into the real estate journey with us, start with a, a sit-down, and we want you to do a little bit of homework first. So we've written, Don and I actually wrote these. Uh, a playbook for sellers, a playbook for buyers. Uh, we will get it to you for free. And then let's do a sit down. Even if you're three months, six months, six years out, let's get a, a game plan together and help you get to your real estate journey. Yeah, I don't know if you're six years out. Okay, six months? Six years. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to cap it. I'm not on board with that. Okay. <laughs> One year out. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we got a lot to talk about. Are you part of a family, like a Mick family at McDonald's? How come so many businesses have started these family-type businesses, and then as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, they still try to keep these family atmospheres? Well, a lot of CEOs are stepping in now, CEOs, and going, hey, you know what? We are not a family, so knock it off. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, we have to talk about a lot of people that have been buying homes in this Hot housing markets. And now they're feeling FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, we'll get to that story. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. You look at the page of the Seattle Times this week. And what did it say? It said the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is now considering changing its name. One of the reasons why I have to believe they're considering changing their name is because of this affair that Bill Gates had. And we know that there was an investigation. They were going to kick him off the board. He decided to jump off the board anyway because he wanted to get more focused on philanthropy. We keep hearing about this connection to Jeffrey Epstein. He's saying he had nothing to do with that. We're also hearing that Melinda was upset about that. We're also hearing early on in their marriage that he was still spending, taking vacations with another woman. And as a result of that, it seems like the Bill Gates brand, not the Melinda Gates, But the Bill Gates brand has been very damaged. It's really interesting because when you look at Jeff Bezos and how his brand was about to be damaged and how he turned it around, he went after the newspapers and the tabloids that went after him. Yeah, his brand just soared because right after that, he gave half his wealth away to his wife and he's still the richest man in the world after his divorce. How about that? Bill Gates, though, Ron, seems like his brand has been damaged. Do you think the foundation should change its name as a result? I I don't. I've been thinking a lot about this because we have uh, we need to come up as a society with a better heuristic, a better lens uh, to view these sort of things. So I I thought about this a lot. The, The allegation on the affair. So I'm not pro-infidelity. I'm not pro-affair. So I want to just do that disclaimer. But let's think about this. Where did Bill meet Melinda? At Microsoft. So people are now going, oh, Bill had an affair with the subordinate and there's an investigation. 
Where else is Bill Gates going to meet women? Starbucks? So I just want to get that out there. Taking, uh, Apple? <laughs> taking a way in which we view the world in 2021, transporting it back in time, and holding someone accountable after the fact. A lot if, of, your, if, point, if that, your, your point is a lot of people date people that they meet at work, even rich and powerful people. Date people meet, at work. They, 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 you look at so, Bruce Springsteen. He what, married the background singer. That's what he did. So, yeah. so did, Bill Gates had an affair. Okay, that happened. Uh, I don't want to judge him for that now. If it had been a big deal to Melinda, she could have divorced him then, right? She could have divorced them then. Uh, and I, I've never said this on the podcast before, but I, I think I can say it now because I've been divorced for a long time. The judge that was handling my divorce looked at me at one point and he said, you could have gotten out earlier, something along those lines. And it made me very, very angry at the time. Mm. And the more I've processed that and the more I've, I've talked to my therapist and just gone over in the years, he was right. Huh. He, did, he didn't say it in a very kind way, yeah. uh, but he was right. I could have gotten out earlier. Mm. And so um, if Melinda Gates had wanted to get divorced after that infidelity, she could have. And what's my point here? Why do we want to now resurrect that thing and hold Bill accountable under 2021 guidelines? I think that's ridiculous. Um, the Jeffrey Epstein thing, yeah, that, that could have been shady. Things could have happened. We don't have any evidence that they did. Uh, Bill Gates could, the, the theory very well could be, this was a guy that was very wealthy that hung around with a lot of wealthy people. I was actively trying to get people to sign this pledge to give away their money. And so, yes, I went to New York. I was trying to travel in these circles of billionaires. I wanted the money for philanthropy. And I did, I did do that a number of times, even after the, the sexual allegations came out. So could we, he be faltered for that? Sure. We we could try to hold Bill Gates to this standard, but also how many of us in our lives have that one or two friend, friends or business associate that you don't know everything they do? Hey, you know what? It's a great example. I have pictures of a friend of mine. We had a blast when we were in New Orleans together and, and, and he was one of my neighbors and he would come over for parties and he would come to the radio station. We take pictures together. He traveled in social circles, and then, and then, and then one day I hear that he's in the state penitentiary. I was like, "What is he doing in the state penitentiary?" Well, he's in the state penitentiary because he's one of the biggest drug dealers in New Orleans. And I was like, "Wow, I had no clue." I have all kinds of pictures with him. I didn't know that. And so there are people, especially with presidents, when you go to the White House. People are taking pictures with the president all the time. You can find all kinds of people that have done wrong and creepy things that have taken pictures with famous people. The thing with Jeffrey Epstein, I'm just wondering if there's more to the story because they keep saying that that's the thing that bothered Melinda. We don't, we're not hearing that the affair where you're actually putting your hair into her and doing the whole whole that you would think that it is his wife that would be bothering you it seems like the jeffrey epstein thing is bothering her more and i'm wondering if that's bothering her more cuz it's it's tar it tarnishes the legacy of their brand or is there something there that we don't know about and, and the some of that doesn't is none of my business but he, here's the thing where i wanted to bring this back home so let's put these on the scales i thought we were we're, we're 
I thought we were home. Right. Uh, let's put this stuff on the scale. Let's zoom out here and just think about this. We're zooming. We're on scales. We're at so home. So Bill Gates' life, he created Microsoft. Let's just, however that culture was and whatever wrong things they've done over the years, can we just say that that they were company, brutal. It was brutal. It, it was, was brutal. brutal. It was brutal. But uh, is it a net positive or net negative in the world? Net positive. Like it moved technology forward. Our lives are all better, specifically here in the Pacific Northwest, because Microsoft was invented. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It can be said that hundreds of thousands, if not over a million lives, have literally been saved by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So let's put both of those things on the positive side. Uh, he didn't have to give away his money. Bill Gates could have been like Larry Ellison and bought yachts and islands and houses everywhere. And Jeff just Bezos is not giving airplanes. away. Jeff Bezos is not giving away his money. Right. Yeah. And so he made that choice. So those are gigantic positives. He had an affair. Negative. How does that compare scale-wise? Is having an affair equal to saving the life of a malaria person in sub-Saharan Africa? No. Saving a life is worth a lot more than whether or not you had an affair. Is hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein better or you know equivalent to giving malaria nets to a continent? No. So, like, let's have some perspective and scale here. Um, Bill Gates is a human being. He's done a couple things that he's probably not proud of. He's also done way more things that he's incredibly proud of. And so I think as a society, let the people get divorced. I don't need to know every blow of, of their relationship. I don't need to for an investigative report to go in and tell me that 25 years ago, Bill Gates did something that made his wife mad. If it was a big deal, Melinda Gates, who's now throwing the French back in there, is a highly intelligent, capable person. What's she doing with the French? That's her her maiden name. What? French. Is she Melinda French now? Yeah, it's in the media. Now it's Melinda French Gates. Oh. So she's now, and that's fine. If she why, didn't she, to, why didn't she dump Gates? I don't know. Hmm, I'm saying interesting. Melinda Gates is a highly intelligent, highly capable human being. If these things had risen to the stage of severing the relationship, she would have done it, and she did not. So whatever their marriage arrangement was, I don't care. But what I do care about is trying to take 2021 and applying it to 1991 or 1891 or a different century, a different decade, it doesn't work. So can we, can we take that as a, as a sign that we're evolving as a culture and just drop it? Well, I'll tell you what I'm not going to drop. And I'm very serious about this. I knew that Alex Rodriguez was cheating on Jennifer Lopez the whole time. Like, I knew it. Knew it. He also has that fat, pudgy face now. And I'm not being a, a, a fat shamer, but we don't like Alex Rodriguez. We don't like A-Rod. We all know what happened here in Seattle. And then he went on with Pete Rose on Fox and started doing a damn good job as analysis, and I fell in love with Alex Rodriguez and A-Rod. And then I'm like, hey, 
He and J-Lo are together. They're doing their thing. But then he was doing an extra thing. So then she drops him like a bad habit. And now she's hanging out with Ben Affleck. Again. And we all know what happened with Jennifer Garner. We all know what happened with Gigli. Well, and here's the thing. Now, 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 now they were down in Miami. They're working out together. Ben's not really into it. I've been seeing this on In Touch. She is there working out like a mad woman, and he's smoking cigarettes while, while, while she's lifting weights, and then they kiss between sets. This is going to last. This is going to last. We'll see you on the other side of this. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. A lot of people right now are saying, FOMO! When it comes to real estate, uh, hot real estate market, it's cooled off in some areas of the country. It has not cooled off here in Seattle. And some people are now saying, wow, I went out, I overpaid, or I paid for something I didn't have inspected, and now I'm really mad at myself because I got caught up. I got caught up in all of this. So what is your take, Ron? And what is your uh, advice to people out there that feel like they got to jump in right now because they're missing out and they got to go out and they got to buy something right now? Well, the FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out, if you don't know, uh, I, I can't solve that for people. Like that's between you and your therapist or you and your journey of emotional you know, thing you you need to have proper motivations, I believe, to buy real estate, and and you can sense that uh, when we do the Ron and Don sit down, we've we've had people that you could tell their motivation was in the wrong place, where we've advised them, hey, don't buy something right now, uh, which is 
really bad advice from a business standpoint for us because you know that you want to do transactions but it was the right thing to do yeah we we've we've been dealing with a friend of ours that called us he's part of the ron and don nation he lives in spokane and he has some medical issues right now and he feels a lot of pressure to buy something in seattle right now so he can get close to this care facility where he receives care and i just got on the phone with him the other day and i said you know what get your her to seattle we will find you a place right now because rents here are, are as cheap as I can't say as cheap as they've ever been as cheap as they've ever been in the last two years. Uh, Cause rents are a little soft. A lot of stuff has come on market right now. It's come online. And I said, just get here and let's get you close to the hospital and let's get you healthy and let's get you feeling good and sit out this cycle. Don't worry about buying something right now, which you don't need as a health crisis and then a financial crisis because you went out and you paid too much for something or you bought something that you really didn't get your mind, your heart and your spirit around because you felt pressure to go from Spokane to Seattle. And so sometimes that advice is the best advice for a lot of people out there. Other people, though, they're just living in fear and they don't want to pull the trigger and do the deal. And they're afraid, like, you know what? I'm going to pay too much. I will tell you this. I am sitting in a house right now that 11 years ago, 11 years ago in the month of April, when I knew that my son was coming into this world, I walked into this house and this house was for sale on Queen Anne for $485,000. It had been on the market for six months. This was in the downturn after we had this huge collapse, 2008, 9, and 10. And you couldn't get a bank loan. You just, banks were not loaning money. And I had been working really, really hard to get this bank loan. And I, I had prepared to put a bunch of money down. So, so anyway, I had walked in this house and my friend Sabrina, who is my Windermere agent, she'd shown me so many houses. I walked in this house. I started to cry and I hadn't told her. I'd only told two people in this world and, and Ron is one of them that my son was coming into this world. I walked in this house. I began to cry. I began to weep. And she looked at me. She said, what is going on with you? And that's when I told her the story. She became the third person uh, that I'd shared with because I told Ron, I told my mom. Uh, and, and then I told her, I said, I'm having a child and this is going to be the house that I raised my son in. Uh, and so we, we had this beautiful moment and I cried, but, but I feared, I was like 485 for a house that's been on the market for six months. Nobody wants that house. What's wrong with that house? How come nobody wants it? How come it's been on the market? And then I started to just really get full of fear and go, oh my gosh, and what's going to happen? if I'm... And, and Sabrina told me this. She said, you know what? You're buying in the right neighborhood. You're buying around the right schools. Uh, and you are buying in a place that you really love and that you want to be. And it's near the radio station at the time. And there are places in parks and, and Big Howe and other other places where you'd want to go and play with them. And, and you want to raise your son on this hill. You, you've expressed that to me. And, and, and I was full of fear, but, but she helped me through great counseling and, 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 and patience to go ahead and make that decision and, and pull the trigger. This house today, and I've, I've, I, I dismantled, I ended up dismantling that house and there's a different home that sits on this property. And I'm not going to go into what that, that house today is worth. The other house, just the house that was here, it was 920 square feet. It was an old craftsman house. It was bought in a Sears and Roebuck catalog. 
uh, and it was placed on this property along with the identical house next door. That one was placed there in 1907, this one in 1908. Th- this house was purchased for $3,500 and placed on this yep, piece of property. I know the catalog. Yeah. So, so this house today, because Redfin and the Zestimate and all that, they still think that the old house is here. What do you, what do you, what do you think they think is at least double in 10 and 11 years? This house today sitting on this piece of property without doing anything to it, just the, so basically the, the dirt is worth $1.27 million. So triple. Yeah. But I was full of fear. So being full of fear is different than what I told Randy the other day. And I'm like, Randy, let's deal with your health issues right now. It is not time to buy a piece of real estate. So sometimes when you're, when you're feeling something inside and this internal struggle going on, it's good to get around people and figure out, is that just fear that I need to overcome? Or is there something else here saying, no, don't do this intuition. And you should, and you should listen to that. But it is natural to go through a a period of regret. Every time. When when I bought, every time I bought an invest, I bought a house I lived in in Burien every time. And, uh, and then a couple weeks, like a month later, we got fired. I regretted that thing so much. I was like, what did I do? It's the biggest mistake of my life. I can't believe I did that. Going on and on and on. I was beating myself up about it. What I tell you? Remember what you I said? Told you? you were dumb. You shouldn't have done that. No, no, no. You were going to sell it. And I said, you know what? It's really hard to get a mortgage when you're unemployed. This is going to continue to go up in value. Just hang on to it, is what I said. And what did you do? I sold it. <laughs> No, I hung on to it. It's it's uh, my my initial intuition and research was right. Like that's one of the fastest growing zip codes in the in the Pacific Northwest yeah. year over year. And so, uh, but I had that moment of regret. So so people right now that are feeling that regret, um, hang tight. Don't don't double down on bad decisions. Time 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 will heal that. Time yeah, will, time will heal that. Time will heal. And even if you made a bad decision and you overpaid. Don't double down on a bad decision and sell it and lose money again. Yeah. And don't don't forget you're part of a big Mick family. Hmm? <laughs> oh man. McDonald's says they will no longer have Mick families. You can get a McRib, you can get a McMac, you can get a Mick Mick anything, but you cannot refer to your uh coworkers as a Mick family. We'll talk about that on the other side of this. Whether you're buying or selling, everyone needs a team. That's what Team Bronco did. That's what Team Lone Star did. That's what Team Wallace did. That's what Team Michigan did. Go Blue! All right, you guys, welcome back. Final segment of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, as you heard, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. So when you're ready to sit down, yeah, sit down with us. Just go to... Ron and Don sit down today and we'll send you that buyer's playbook, the seller's playbook. You got a little homework to do and then let's sit down virtually and then uh, we'll come out and visit you too. Does that sound good? Yeah. And we're fully vaccinated. Fully vaxxed, as they like to say. Hey, uh, interesting news this week with Shopify where the CEO came out and said, hey, I just want everyone to know that we are not a family. All this, we are family in the workplace stuff. We are not a family. 
Uh, McDonald's is having a problem with this too because the old CEO used to call McDonald's and he had some problems with infidelity himself. We were talking about uh, Bill Gates in our last podcast. Uh, he had some issues uh, where he was trying to create a McFamily. It sounds like, and I didn't know at McDonald's they called themselves a McFamily. And the new CEO said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we 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 are going to have McNuggets and McMacs." And McFlurries and McFries, but we are not a McFamily. Uh, what is this thing going on with McFamily, Ron? And I can remember some radio stations that we worked at, and it was really important, especially in Top 40 radio. We worked at a station called 1047 ZCP Arizona. Hit music channel with Rod Dodd, Jackie West. What's going on? Coming up with Julio Inglés. Whenever I do that for my son, he loves it. And, and then also when we were in New Orleans, uh, it was really important for the program director there and this one in Arizona where we were, we worked on a station called The End, that that there was this family atmosphere, this family connection. And the thing for me a lot of times is when I'm done at work, I want to go home and I just want to be around different people. I don't want to always be around the people that I work with. Now, I know there's some people that really enjoy that. I don't. I don't want to make family. I got a family at home. I got Charlie the dog. I got my son. Uh, and I have lots of, of friends and neighbors and relatives and people that I care about. Uh, and sometimes I think these CEOs feel like, hey, uh, if, 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 if we create this family atmosphere and we're having too much fun, if we're having too much fun, then what are we getting done, right? Well, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I view this a little bit differently. I, I think this is the millennial influence, and, and this is not a bash on millennials. But the millennial mindset is, I'm going to have a bunch of jobs in my life, so I want to choose jobs that align with my values. Whereas I think our generation, our parents' generation, you want a job to get paid. You didn't really care necessarily what the values of the company were as long as you had some security and you got a paycheck. But now millennials know it's like, hey, I might be, I might have to drive an Uber for a while. I might have a couple different gigs. So if I'm going to make a career move, I want it to line. So what has evolved with that culture in a lot of tech companies, predominantly the programming side of stuff is millennials. So they have started injecting this the values into like Slack channels and internal communications. And it's, it's sort of evolved into a thing of like, there's an overlap. So it's not just about work. It's about my values. It's about my friend group. It's about the things I care about in this world. And so if I'm spending all this time at work, and even when I'm working at home, it's bled over into, um, well, if the CEO or the company does X, I'm going to complain about that because it doesn't align with my personal values. And I'm going to put that into the company ecosystem because I feel like that that's fair game. So what the Shopify guy did is he, he stepped into this. He's like, listen, I get it. I understand the subculture. I understand the millennial mindset. But let me just reiterate, we are a business. And we're not family members. And so in in that sense, I don't have your back in the same way that a family member would have your back. And I don't necessarily, he didn't, he didn't say it this way, but the insinuation is I care about you up, but I, I don't care about you. Like we're related and I care about your values, but I don't care about them. Like you're my partner. You're you, we're a business. 
And so our job is to serve our customers. I'm paying you for that. And yes, I'm for human rights and I'm for equality and I'm for social justice and I'm for Black Lives Matter and I'm for LBGDQ rights, all of that stuff, but not at the expense of, of not servicing our clients. So I really liked the letter that he wrote. And I agree with the letter he wrote. We, we've uh, we've talked about it. We've just expanded with a new team member. We interviewed quite a few people before that. And some of the stuff, the reasons why I didn't choose a couple people were like, hey, I, we're going to work together. You're not, I'm not marrying you or I'm not, you're not coming into our family. Um, like there was a, one person who was asking some questions about reward systems and this, that, and the other. And I was like, the reward is that we're all going to get paid. <laughs> like that's the reward. Like we're not handing out trophies. Uh, we don't take victory laps. We, you we know, do have a lot of fun, though. We have fun. We do have a lot of fun. But it's like I'm not. I don't want to be responsible for your affirmations in your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like if you need that kind of stroke to do your job, like I'm not your guy. Like I'm going to be encouraging. And I try to compliment people when they do a good job and try to help people if they, you know, have a blind spot or they need some help. I'll go, I'll go the extra mile all day long. But I, I really affiliated with the Spotify CEO of going, we're not a family, we're a business. And so I think getting away from that language and the perfect example is the radio station. They touted these family values and they they laid it out into like the top three points that they said this is what we believe in. The radio station we worked at at Cairo because they were they in their owned by the Mormon Church. Owned by the Mormon Church. So they're, they're, you you definitely felt the effect of being owned by the church. We objectively hit it out of the park on the three categories that they said they cared about. You could you could go down their list, and there was not another show in the company that did more than we did in those three metrics. Money, ratings, and philanthropy. And community service. Yeah. Yep. And so we hit it up, and we still got fired. We weren't family. Yeah. We were hired guns, and and there was no opportunity for us to go, wait a minute, time out. You said we were family and that you valued X, Y, and Z. We've done X, Y, and Z better than anyone in the company. Didn't matter. Yeah. So, like... Uh, business Which to me is fair. Like, is fair. like, like I'm okay with that. Like, right. like, like it's that not was fair to like say that, that was a business decision. Right. So just say, when the Seattle Times calls you, just say, hey, it was a business decision. Right. The the radio model has changed, and we can't pay people five hundred thousand dollars to do a radio show anymore. We can pay them thirty. We can pay them sixty. Uh, but we can't pay them six figure. We we just can't do that. And 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 why companies can't say that? I don't know. But but the the people that are left in radio are not making money because all the money has gone to podcasts. All the money has gone to Netflix. All the money has gone to other places. Then you and shouldn't it, it set is, up. And it has left the AMFM bio. You dial. should set your business up like Spotify then and not set it up like, hey, we're all a big family. And if you subscribe to these three values, then we're going to take care of you because that wasn't true. And yeah. so the Spotify CEO, and I forget his name, he's doing that. He's saying, if we don't service the Spotify customers, there is no business. And so that we're in the business of Spotify. I'm not in the business of being your family member. I have to say, even though I was 15 years old and I used to work in like a diner and a cafe and a, just 
If I walked into a McDonald's though and they said, Welcome to your McFamily, I would think I would take my little apron off, then a little M on my chest, then a little paper hat, and I just throw that in the wastebasket and just run as fast as I can. Yeah. I would probably steal a McFlurry on the way out. <laughs> hey, you guys, we gotta be very, very quiet because speaking of family members. Charlie is chasing squirrels in his dreams right now. <laughs> I don't know what is going on, but uh, Charlie is sleeping right to the left of my microphone now. And he is, there's something going on. He is dreaming. He is. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving us great lives. And thank you for being part of our family. We really do feel, <laughs> feel that way with you. Yeah. If you need us, just reach out Ron at windermere.com and also Ron and Don sitdown.com. Please hit subscribe. Please write something great about the Ron and Don show. That helps the algorithm. And please share it with your friends. And that way it'll automatically drop every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday. We'll see you next time. Only. <laughs> what? Only. <laughs> Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.